Well, we've got some good news on the vaccine front after admittedly a slow start. Canada now near the top when it comes to share of the population with one dose, a single dose. Dr. Zane Chagla is an infectious diseases expert and joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Doctor, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Jeff. Okay, uh, we've been playing catch-up, obviously, but now with 64% of the population with a first dose, we have a nudge past Israel. Uh, are you surprised? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we have really vocal people that don't want to take a vaccine, and uh, and I assumed that the group was going to be higher, but, uh, but really, yeah, it's a very vocal minority. It sounds like the vast majority of individuals feel like the safety and uh, the efficacy of these vaccines... Uh, and the need to get back to normal and protect oneself is uh, is a high priority. And, and it's incredibly heartwarming to see a lot of Canadians are willing to take the vaccine, which is great. It's uh, It means that the communications are working. And not only that, but uh, also that was our policy, right, in the uh, rollout was to get the first dose in as many arms as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, you know, we're seeing what's happening right now, trying to do first and second doses at the same time. It's not an easy process, right? You have lots of people coming in for one, the other, you know, you do want fully vaccinated people and then people not able to access the first dose of vaccine. So, you know, at the time when we had limited supply, when the big goal was just to keep people out of hospital and guess what? Our hospitals are starting to empty out. You know, it worked for what it worked. And and now we can focus on a second dose strategy and just really pulling people in now into line for second dose. Yes, because, well, we are near the top when it comes to percentage of the population with a single or first dose. Uh, we're near the bottom as it stands right now, uh, doctor, uh, when it comes to those with uh, two shots or fully vaccinated. But with this influx of supply, are you hopeful that we're going to catch up when it comes to second doses? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, this isn't April of, uh, of 2021 where we had limited supply and we had to prioritize particular you know areas. We were seeing, you know, two to three million doses coming into Ontario between Pfizer and Moderna. And really, it's just the number of places we can actually give vaccine to give people rather than necessarily the actual vaccine supply. So, you know, I, I have a lot of hope people are coming out, people are, you know, really, really enthusiastic to get their second dose. Um, and I think, you know, as time goes on, we'll, we'll get enough people in. I mean, these clinics are getting saturated, which is super, super important. Without a doubt. And as more and more people get that second dose, we wanted to talk to you this afternoon about what the expectations are for the uh, fully vaccinated. And first, I, I wanted to talk about uh, Dr. Chagla. And if we could uh, mention that uh, once you get that second dose, it doesn't mean you are automatically fully vaccinated. It takes a little time for that booster, that second shot to kick in, correct? Yeah, exactly. So, you you know, the first dose is really to train your body on how to deal with the infection. The second dose is to boost your body, to give it a little bit of a reminder on, on what to do with and make that memory response so that when you see COVID again, really, really robust. Uh, that takes about a week in the clinical trials. And then when they measured Pfizer in a week and Moderna two weeks afterwards, although the data from one week so looks pretty similar, um, they started seeing that 94, 95% showing up. So you really do need that first week for your, your immune system to kick in to get that you know, final level of immunity that your body gets from the vaccine. And people uh, generally seem to be feeling the effects of the second dose more, certainly more so than the first dose. Why does this booster shot or the second dose, dose sorry, why does it seemingly pack a greater punch? 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's exactly going back to the mechanism, right? So the first dose is to train your body on how to deal with COVID-19. It's learning, it's recognizing, it's dealing with it. It takes time, but you don't necessarily get that big response because your body actually doesn't know what it's doing for uh, a good two weeks. The second dose, your body has already seen the vaccine once. It knows what to do. It's primed to deal with COVID-19 again when it comes in. Well, guess what? You're giving it another trigger. Um, so, you know, your, your immune system is going to say, Hey, you know, I've seen this before it's time to get into action. And unfortunately give all those, uh, chemicals and, and, uh, and responses that make you feel achy and unwell, that's the sign your immune system is actually working. But unfortunately the side effects are a little bit more unpleasant with it. All right. So it's a week or two after you've had your second dose, you're fully vaccinated. Can you go back to pre-pandemic ways in life if you're fully uh, vaccinated? What's your advice to those that have had both doses? Yeah, and this is the dichotomy between kind of public and private, right? So in, in public, you know, we still have a gradient of people that are vaccinated, partially vaccinated, unvaccinated. And, you know, until we get really high rates of vaccine, I think our public behaviors likely can't change that much in terms of masking, physical distancing, recognizing that, you know, people with vaccines, they may not suffer the consequences of COVID-19, which is fantastic, but there's still a, the ability to spread COVID-19. And, uh, and often these people are really asymptomatic when they're spreading it. So, you know, from a public standpoint, we probably are still masking until we have a good amount of the population that's protected. From a private standpoint, though, you know, I think there is something to be said about, you know, being able to interact privately with people uh, that are fully vaccinated or uh, people that are fully vaccinated interacting with very low risk individuals like children um, without necessarily having to use the same type of public precautions and being doing it indoors in, in closely monitored settings. And that really goes on the fact that the vaccines do reduce transmission. Um, they, they significantly reduce transmission. Um, uh, and on top of that, in the worst case scenario that someone transmits in that gathering, then the likelihood of them, A, acquiring COVID-19, but B, getting sick from COVID-19 is incredibly low. And, and that's where that advice from the CDC came out a couple of months ago, really allowing those private gatherings in private places uh, for people who are fully vaccinated or for people who are fully vaccinated and unvaccinated, but very low risk and, and essentially children more than anything else mentioned those cdc guidelines our government is yet to but do we need uh, them do we need government guidelines for the fully vaccinated should they come forward with that uh, sooner rather than later absolutely i mean you know we're seeing a percent or even more vaccinated a day of the adult population you know we're at you know over 10 percent of the population i mean one in 10 people walking around is fully vaccinated you want to give people guidance so they know how to act, right? You know, the, the one thing I didn't say is, you know, fully vaccinated people and partially vaccinated people and unvaccinated people interacting together privately because we know that creates a risk event uh, where, where the unvaccinated take the most of the risk there. So again, if you don't have that guidance, you might feel as a fully vaccinated person, well, I can do what I want. You know, I'm not a threat to these people that are partially and unvaccinated. Um, but the reality is you still are in, 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 a, in a context. And in fact, that unvaccinated person is at super high risk. So um, you want to create guidelines so people know what to do. You want to incentivize people to get the vaccine. You also want people to feel normal because they got the vaccine uh, and the real, real push to do it. So 
absolutely there's a need. The CDC has set the expectation here. Uh, and I don't think anything different could be recommended for Canada that wasn't recommended for the United States. All right. Good stuff. Good information as always, Dr. Chagla. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. No problem. All the best. You too. Dr. Zane Chagla is an infectious diseases expert.